Okay. Well, greetings in the name above every single name, and that is Jesus Christ. Um, my name is Charlie Gross, and we are hosting a webinar called Mission Trip uh, Lessons. Now, this this webinar... Salinger. Who's here? Dave. Dave Salinger. Oh, hi, Dave. You're a regular attendee as well. <laughs> I just started uh, my introduction here, so... Okay. Um, yeah, the Mission Trip lessons webinar is based on an excellent article in the um the christian century the may 18th 2010 uh version or the uh, edition issue <laughs> rather and um it's written by a, a a chaplain and associate professor of religion named mark i don't know how to say his last name radicky uh, up at susquehanna university in sealands grove pa and um, I just have a series of about um, 11 or 12 slides that I'll go through, and um, it's sort of a summary of his about three- or four-page article. And um, there's a couple of really key lessons, I think, that we can, um, that we can get out of, this, um, out of his article. He, the, the top line in his article says it's called actually Misguided Missions, and he says the ten worst practices. <laughs> so we're going to do ten worst practices, and then figure out how we can learn from um, from these and change some of the practices the way we do the way we do mission. And I think you also find that there are some by looking at these, you'll realize some of the good practices that we that our churches and the presbytery have uh, instituted, and we can just sort of try to grow grow in those areas. Um, there's, let's see, you guys have, um, just to see if it's tracking, you have page two with the ten worst practices up? Yes. 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 Cool, 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 cool. All right. All right. The, the, uh, the first one listed is here to ogle. And now these, these, the mission trip lessons are based on the short-term missions, you know, the one-week or two-week or the, um, the, the very short-term ones where we send either kids or even some of our own folks who can get a week of vacation and, and you know, are, are pouring out their lives, you know, basically in, in, tr in trying to better another life, a better um, culture. They're trying to do something, um, you know, for God to build the kingdom. And I think it's laudatory, or it's it's um, it's great that we do these things. But the one of the downsides is that in some cases it becomes there's such a contrast in between what we our culture or our what we have and the way we live versus when we go to a third world or fourth world um, nation. And see the, the the situation or the way that they live. Um, it it's sort of shocking, and I think the author says, and repeatedly, the strand that runs through this article is about uh, preparation, preparing people for the trip, um, for sensitizing folks to the the culture and the situation whether it's political, economic, 
et cetera, the factors that that cause people to live that way, or even in the history, the history behind it. And the other factor is building relationships with people is probably the most important thing that we do there. It's the 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 building of a Sunday school room or fixing a roofs or you know different things like that is sort of secondary to the primary the primary purpose should be to build relationships with the folks, get to know them, hear the story, and and basically sort of listen to their faith story and share share our own, you know, rather than um you know, the shocking part of like, oh man, how can anyone live like this? You know, versus trying to get immersed into um you know, the situation and, and the culture. The other thing that the author points out is about being careful about sort of uh, like tourism-type photography in terms of the the, the people and the, um, the, the way that they live, which I know is, is a difficult one because on one hand, you really want to tell people back home the story and you want to show them you know, the situation and all. But um, I guess it's sort of how you do the photography and are you sort of invasive or are you, is is the primary piece relationship building and getting to know people and sort of pictures of friends rather than pictures of the, the other or the downcast or the, you know. Uh, and I think, I know I love to take pictures, but I'm very, very sensitive, even when I'm traveling for vacation, not just for missions, is pointing a camera at people and, like, shooting. It's sort of like, um, it's, it's awkward. And if I have a choice or if I, can, if I can do it, I'll ask permission to take pictures of the people rather than just sort of grab their, <laughs> you know, grab it and, and go. So um, that's... Um, that's one of the worst practices is here to ogle. Oh, I have. I actually uh, the next the next one on the master list was it's all about me, and uh, I neglected to put a slide in. So there's a. I'm on a different slide, but it's the same as the last one. And that one is, you know, the 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 danger about the the reason for the. And this is probably an unstated reason for missions is when we go, it's sort of like how do you help people understand that it's not about them feeling necessarily them feeling good about um, you know the, the feeling of serving, et cetera. And I don't have a good answer for that because because we're called to go and serve and go and and build and love and bless and and all that. So I think it's a it's a fine nuance about you know being we're sent by Jesus into the world. So how do we how do we get sent in in sort of the the humble Martin Luther we're still we're still just um just ordinary depraved people going to try to walk with someone else versus we're going to go there and be heroes and fix stuff and and all that and and 
just come back, you know, all, all excited, uh, you know, being about, oh, yeah, you know what we did is we we fixed this. We we uh, we went and showed them how Americans do stuff <laughs> and all that. So um, I think that's an that's a difficult one. It's a, how do you how do you address the fact that we're we're simply people like them living in a different time, history, culture, et cetera. Um, and, and how do we, how do we relate? I think it's a difficult, um, one to solve being, a, it's a, it's all about us. Here's an interesting one that the author points out is oftentimes we will schedule trips to sort of hopscotch around the world. And, it's almost like uh, mission tourism. I think I've heard it called that. Is oh, we want to go to Honduras in the in the winter because we can get out of the cold, and we want to go someplace, you know, north, maybe to France or Germany or or somewhere in the fall season or the summer because it's nicer there. <laughs> um, the author points out that if we're about building relationships, it should be we should we should basically focus on an area and get to know the people by going back repeatedly to an area. And that's what makes me think of the Mtata partnership that we, um, that the Presbyterian has is we continue to send people that way and bring people from there over here to try to continue to, to get to know one another and build those relationships rather than being um, sort of diluted or all over the place so consider that as you're as you're planning uh, trips into the future, and um, probably even I know the the Mtata Task Force is trying hard to to get more churches involved in in church to church relationships, and it seems to be an uphill battle. But um, but anyway, you're trying to um, to stay focused, build build deeper relationships uh, like that. The other one, another one that the author points out is, and this one, I'm, a, I'm not sure exactly how to address it because it, when you go somewhere, generally you take some small gifts if you're staying in someone's home or if you're even if you're just being hosted by a group. You know, it's a tradition that we take gifts, and generally they will oftentimes outgift us um and ex- you know even out of their meager means will just open their doors and just give stuff to to um uh, to people so his point here is that and I think probably we need to get deeper um research in this area is what does it culturally mean to be giving and receiving gifts uh, in the article, he says that we we um, we when we give a gift, we sort of expect the people to like be all excited and happy and and just overwhelmed by what we give, and and we do the same thing when they give us something as we like just go all over it and like oh this is so great and and all that, and he says that in di- some cultures that's like that's almost like childish the way we. The way we handle the, the giving and receiving of gifts, so I don't I don't have the research uh, behind that, and it, it may even 
vary depending on which culture we go to and where and where. Um, so it probably that piece would probably need to be integrated into the the preparation, the research, and um, added to. Um, hey, what what could we take, or do we even take something, and how do we? How do we do that piece? You know, what's expected, what's culturally um, uh, appropriate, I would say. The, um, let's see, the one about, um, yeah, who am I to judge? Uh, it sort of foot stomps the piece about, about pre prior preparation, spending time educating and preparing folks for the trip. Probably the best model, actually, I thought they went overboard, was when the Lancaster Seminary has a cross-cultural experience for second-year students every January. That's about a three-week trip that goes anywhere from India to to um, Israel, Palestine. I went to Cuba because Israel was too um, volatile at the time. But they have almost a whole course in terms of with readings and research and papers and lectures on giving you the background of of an area that you're gone in order for you to better understand it. And I, I think that we, I guess some churches will do some prior preparation, but oftentimes the biggest, the biggest preparation is simply trying to get the checks in and the permission slips together and um, maybe a packing um, list of here's what you take and here's what you don't take kind of a thing. Um, I, I think this piece kind of helps in a whole lot of ways. One, to prepare you to build relationships, but also to prepare you for the particular culture and how how to act or not act and what to expect. And um, so it, it, it also tries to smooth out, smooth out the edges of the American supremacy or imperialism that we sometimes carry around with us wherever we go, saying, well, you know, we, we, you know we're great, and um, here we're coming to, to, to make you great or, or make you better, perhaps. Um, oh, I love this one. Was, um, and we, when we have engineers, and of, oftentimes a lot of us are engineering types, where we say, I see your, what your problem is, and we just, we, we use either our thinking, our technology, or how we uh, go about our, our work or our, our um, organization. And so we take a look at, at the way they're structured or the way that they have either homes or, or um, almost anything in the, that a different culture. We go in and say, oh, let's see, well, the most efficient way to do this is thus and so, and we're going to like do a time study, or we're going to do a structural analysis, and we like we we have we have the technology to fix your problem. Um, and oftentimes, oh, the the example, the second bullet in there, the, the author gave an example of he was really trying to be savvy in, and they were going to go build a foundation of a building, maybe a church or something, in some in another country. So in order to save time and try to, like, make some good progress, they sent some money ahead and asked that 
the the uh, the footers would be would have been dug out, and so that way they could get in there and then would start pouring concrete or whatever. Well, it turned out when they got there that, and they sent it well ahead of time. They got there and it, the footers were only about half done. And when they questioned it, they said, "Well, how come these weren't done?" And they go, "Well." It would have been crazy for us to give the amount of money that you sent um, in order to, to 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 get send it to a company that has the bobcats that can just go in there and dig these things out. They're already the rich people, so we really don't want to give the money to them because they already have the money. So we we decided to use the laborers who who are poorer. But it's they're using their backs and their shovels to dig these things out, and it's going to take them a lot longer. So, in terms of trying to understand, you know, the the way to um, to go forward, uh, again, we we just like look at the efficient efficient way that we do things or get things done, contract it out, get a bobcat in there, and knock it out. <laughs> but that often sort of backfires in um, in other settings. Or it could. Now, here's one: the "I have, you need" situation is uh, the author sh- points out an example of oftentimes medical mission trips will will take extra suitcases and uh, with, full of um, donated medicines and and just really good top-notch um, medications and stuff along, and uh, other things besides medicine. But when they get there. They, they, there's not a, a well-planned strategy for the distribution of these, and they'll start giving them out to whoever, whoever's either at the work site or whoever's in that belongs to that church or that, that little community, versus trying to work through a structure of people who know the greater needs in the area, and perhaps there's a, there's more of a, um, there's more of a distribution system that would be that would get the materials and the the goods to people that with greater needs than simply either who you're working with um, or the the local setting um, I thought that was an interesting uh, observation um, now the, the where my mind went sort of all of a sudden is how do you know I mean you have to sort of know who the the um, the people who are going to do are not going to pocket all this stuff. <laughs> They're not going to uh, take it for themselves and their friends or their family or whatever. So um, yeah, so trying to understand the system with um, I'm, I'm looking for a word I can't come up with it, but but you know fair or or legitimate um, equitable distribution of the um, materials or goods or medications that you that you take in. Now the other thing that I know every one of us is is guilty of is when you go away on a trip, you really want to see results. You know, we're the instant the quick fit quick fix instant pudding society, you know, sitcoms of 20 minutes and the the whole story told in that amount of time. So we when we go away for a week, we want to see something, some, some tangible evidence of that we did something, and that can get us in trouble because it's 
then it's all about producing the results and not about building relationships. Um, there's a funny story in the in the article about one place where the <laughs> where the guy, I think one of the local priests, um, has a has a wall that's being built, and there's there's no particular purpose for this wall, but he recognized that. You know, when trips come in and and they're all about wanting to, to build something or get something done, he puts them to work on the wall because that way they can see how many bricks they've laid or how many, you know, what they've gotten done in the week, and they probably take pictures of it and stuff. <laughs> and even though it it has no particular purpose in life, except for the fact that it it um, it uh, strokes someone's ego that uh, they went into this place and they built part of a wall. Um, so I think, again, this goes back to the preparation phase of it's all about getting to know the people, building relationships, even understanding the skills that they bring to it, um, or even relationship skills, where you're building skills if you're going to be trying to you know, build or fix something. Um, working beside them probably is is much better if it's if it's possible, than simply rolling in, going, okay, here come the Americans, and we we're gonna we're gonna fix something or we're gonna build something for you. Um, there's actually another little brief story in the article that I think there's a a church someplace that was built and and it's not even used because they it felt they felt um, uh, dissed by us, and it's like oh it's that's the white American church that that someone came and and built, rather than, again, building relationships with the people. So, One of the last pieces of it is, and I, this one is interesting, but the carbon footprints piece, um, the author cites how much, you know, carbon dioxide is generated by the, all the travel and the airplanes and the, everything that goes into a short-term mission trip. Um, and yet, I think the counter argument is when when real people, when our people get out and see the needs in the world, it plants seeds in their mind that can generate additional giving and additional compassion and um, and stories that they they can tell about a difference that we're making in the world through our congregations, our giving. You know, et cetera. It, it changes lives when you go and and try to work with folks and see and see the needs and and build relationships. Um, but the second part of that bullet is um, oftentimes a, a work party will have T-shirts and paraphernalia printed up and sort of like you rally around. What it, you know, it shows who you are. And the question is, are you using sweatshop free t-shirts and all or or are you going with um you know or are you do you have a double message if you're using um sweatshop t-shirts to go and do god's work in the world um so it's a it's an interesting problem to have uh, which i think would would say it's more again about the pre-planning and thinking about the um, you know, the materials that you either take or use, or um, you know, 
and in your preparation for the trip. And the final, the final thought is, and I, I like this, in terms of once we prepare folks and go away and do a mission trip, what are the follow-up features of it in terms of how do we reflect on the experience, reflect on either what went well or what didn't go well, reflect on the relationship building piece that we had, and even do we, do we continue to carry on relationship building, or, or whether it's emails or Skyping or, or even just the old-fashioned letters uh, in the mail, you know, how do, we, how do we get the most out of the experience and see God's hand in it and see, um, you know, how the Spirit was in us, using us, um, blessing, blessing the people, um, you know, as, as we go. Um, so the the other, actually, the other piece of the 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 reflection is, and I know I've seen it done at Presbyterian disaster assistance sites, where they have evening devotions, evening time of of um, you know worship and prayer and just sort of recapping the day. And yet I've also seen plenty of work trips that that either you're too tired or you just, you know, come back and go to bed or just or you socialize, but there's not that um there's not that reflective, prayerful uh peace that you intentionally look for God's um you know, God's act activity in the um the trip or in the people or in the relationship buildings, which so I think ways of integrating that are also uh, quite important and can be, um, you know, should be sort of thought out and planned, pre-planned, and integrated into the um, into the trip. And that kind of covers the um, the uh, the article, and I thought it was a great think piece. Any comments, reactions, reflections, um, good stories, bad stories that you want to share? Anybody? The article, which I read, was very interesting and great, and if anybody hasn't read it, I would commend the article to be read. Hmm. Thanks, Dave. 